Welcome to Shift with CJ. I'm your host CJ and together we will explore the areas of health, human performance, biohacking, psychology and much more that will inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Hello and welcome everyone to this episode of the Shift with CJ podcast. Today's podcast is special because in the biohacking studio I have a very special guest from really really far my guest on the show today is a board certified holistic health practitioner and to be honest that title doesn't define him because he goes over and above that as you guys must have known that we've had the world biohacking conference here or the world biohack summit here in dubai and i invited my guest who's here sitting next to me on the show and he gave a fantastic presentation so this podcast is us going into detail about that presentation so let me introduce you everyone put your hands together for jason jason welcome to the show thank you for having me very excited to be here oh it's i'm super excited as well and it's funny because i was curating most of the people for the world biohack summit and one of my common one of our common friends yasmin tells me you need to check this guy out he lives all the way in canada i'm like oh man canada so does that mean we have to fly him over here he's like he is going to set the stage on fire and you sure did so jason firstly you know and we've hung out quite a lot and surprisingly for the people who are listening me and jason are quite uh, similar in terms of biohacking in terms of thinking and uh yeah i want to know from you really quick how did you get into the world of holistic uh holistic health biohacking you know health optimization all of that stuff tell us your story yeah so story started you know typical teenager i was a skinny teenager uh got bullied for being skinny um wanted to put on weight wanted to be respected and you know top athletes anyone who was bigger in size was respected and i did that for my teens my early 20s it drove me into bodybuilding um i was a personal trainer at the time and seemingly the more bodybuilding competitions i won the more muscle i put on respected by clients people wanted to work with me and it kind of snowballed from there and that basically took me to 22 23 and i started having some gut issues i started having some gut pain i started having a little bit of like diarrhea um at the same point in time like my mental health wasn't in the best spot i didn't consider it's so funny like when you're in it you wouldn't consider yourself depressed or like anxious and you really need to like step outside of it and like you know view it from the outside but at the time i didn't think i was and so you know that was like two years or so of kind of going through those symptoms and i started diving into a little bit more of what was going on with my gut and i stumbled upon functional medicine and at the time i didn't have 2000 canadian to do like a one time test to figure out what was going on with my gut um all my blood work was fine the medical system said you know you're clinically depressed here's an antidepressant and away you go and around that time i was kind of learning about the gut brain axis dave asprey was talking about gut health talking about the microbiome so i kind of started diving deeper into that 
my prior education uh, in the strength and conditioning world was Charles Poliquin. So I'm a Poliquin coach. Um, that was my first education. Uh, and alongside Poliquin, I studied under Paul Check and I did his holistic lifestyle coaching. I'm a Czech practitioner, level three. Like I went through those courses. And so from the age of 18, I started learning from Paul in the sense of like, are an energy body and a physical body. We have chakras um, and just all of like that and everything in between. And a lot of the energetic side of Paul Check's teaching didn't really resonate with me because I didn't, not that didn't, I didn't ignore it. It just didn't resonate fully for me because I wasn't at that point in my life yet. And so I went back to Paul's teachings to figure out what was going on. And he talked a lot about fungus and parasites and stuff like that in the mm -hmm. gut. And I started learning more about microbiology and depression and how it's tied to the gut. You know, let's fast forward. I basically learned about the gut brain axis. I learned about the chakras. I knew that our self-worth, our self-confidence, our solar plexus chakra is tied to what's happening mm -hmm. in the gut. Um, and that was a big emotional void that I had for a long time. And so I started diving into that. And around that time, I met a lady who was using a machine called a bioscan. And the bioscan, we did a food sensitivity test. And I had done a food sensitivity test via blood and hair before. And I followed the recommendations, but it didn't really make a big change in how it was feeling. It was this food sensitivity test. It told me I was intolerant to 50 things, chicken, um, asparagus, like anything green, lettuce, sweet peppers, bell peppers, like pretty much my entire bodybuilding diet. I was intolerant. Yeah, I was going to say like, it doesn't work too well on a bodybuilding diet. <laughs> no, pretty much everything I was intolerant to. Um, and it was once I took those things out, I actually felt better. I was like, oh my gosh, finally something that gives me information that actually created results for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I started going down the rabbit hole of like, okay, well, how do you heal your food insensitivities? So I went to see a nutritionist and he's like, okay, probiotics, glutamine, digestive enzymes, do that for six to eight weeks and you'll be fine. Did that eight weeks later, exact same, right? I was intolerant to avocados for two years. Oh my two God. Two years. My favorite. Why? And of course I was stressed. I ate them every single day, not the organic. So pesticides on top of that. Mm -hmm. And of course I was having issues. So and then I started doing my own research on like, how do you heal leaky gut? It's not just taking digestive enzymes and glutamine. Like it, it, it was a step deeper. First, I had to identify what was creating the leaky gut. Well, I knew I was stressed out. Um, well, I came to learn I was stressed out. And so I started working more on the mental, emotional aspect of things. And at the same time, I knew I learned that a lot of my symptoms were fungal related, candida or mold in the gut. Now, at the same time, I also learned that so sidestep anywhere you have water or moisture you'll get mold eventually mm -hmm. right so what i learned is i had a lot of damp stagnant energy in my system and that was creating this fungal infection in my gut now at the same time as i mentioned i was a bodybuilder and i smoked so mm -hmm. heavy metals and chemical residues in my body i had this toxic load in my body that obviously was not getting out and so mother nature brought in it's cleanup crew. It brought in the fungi, brought in the mold and the candida to try to clean up this mess. And the rest is history, basically. <laughs> but that, that was essentially the journey. You know, I, when I really figured that out, I then started doing liver gallbladder flushes. I started cleaning up the heavy metals and the chemical residues. And as I started doing those things, I started to notice my health start to improve. Um, and these are all philosophies that we talked about at the biohacking conference, biohacking world biohack summit um, as a framework, because I took me three, four, five years, probably 
four years um, of like bits and pieces and like trying different things until eventually studying at Quantum University, the framework was given to me in the sense of like, we have to assess all of these parts. And since 2018, when I met Fezzik Energetics, the company that I now use, uh, where we learned about something called healing for the patterns of life, there's a system and framework that we follow when working with clients. And I've worked with over 1600 people in the last five years. That is fascinating because your journey, I mean, it's safe to say that you were like on, on the road to disaster, you know, none of the things are working for you. You're getting information, distributed information one by one. And, um, you know, sometimes you have to get information in bits and pieces for your, for your mind to be able to understand. And now you're at a stage that you can help so many people but what is interesting to me is that even with functional medicine, a lot of people don't go in this deep rabbit hole of connecting. Or, and you were lucky enough to, you know, study with some of the legends, Charles Poliquin, you know, Paul Cech. Tell us now seeing what you what you have already, you know, you've had work with so many clients and you say there is this whole framework. Let's start there. What's the framework like? Yeah, so... We, so we'll start at the bottom. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, there's a model called the downward causation model. Uh, it's not my model. It's something I, something I learned from Amika Swami. He's a quantum physicist and he's a professor at Quantum University where I learned this specific framework. And at the very bottom of this framework, and I use bottom because we're kind of thinking like a waterfall effect here. We are a physical body, right? Mm -hmm. We are a physical body. We're a physical being. And in that physical body, I break it up into two sections. We have a biomechanical body, right? Muscles, bones, tendons, you know, physio, chiro, the, uh, trainers, that entire world, mm -hmm. right? And then we have the systemic body. The systemic body are our organ systems, right? Then we go into like the whole medical world and like to a degree, right? Mm -hmm. We have the naturopaths, homeopaths. We have that whole world. Um, then above the physical body, we have what's called the vital body, okay? And the vital bodies are emotional body. And those are the chakras, right? We have seven chakras and each of those chakras, um, based on Joe Dispenza's work and many before him are energy centers that correlate to different emotions. And each emotion happens to be correlated where there's a nerve plexus. So for example, for me, the solar plexus is tied um, to our digestive organs and all those digestive juices. Our sacral plexus is tied to our gonads, reproductive. So when people have a resounding emotion, whether it's self-worth or shame and guilt or fear or communication issues, it, it comes out of our vital field and downloads into that nerve plexus, which then creates hormonal imbalances there. The step above that, so the question is, why would someone, you know, be riddled with shame and guilt or mm -hmm. self-worth issues? Well, then we go into the, um, then we go into the mental body and the mental body is the conscious and subconscious mind. And we know that our subconscious is programmed by the time we're 10 years old. And so if we're parented in a way that is like, you know, we're, we're shamed for what we do, or there's a lot of trauma that happens and we're stuck in a fear state, then that can create these emotional patterns for our entire life. If we never really work on it. And the step above that is now the spiritual body. Now, some people call that religion. Um, other people call that like consciousness. But there is this higher singularity point that uh, comes down from the ether, essentially, as like a focal point and then comes down in this like triangle format and encompasses who we are. That is 
the downward causation model. That is the framework. So when I work with clients, um, maybe we just start with exercise, diet, some detox strategies or drainage strategies and some remedies. And if the needle starts to move and then gets stuck, well, that means the answer is no longer in the physical body anymore. Mm-hmm. So then we have to go a step up. Then we start looking at the emotional bodies and the mental body. Um, sometimes it's transgenerational, right? Sometimes we have soul contracts that we're here to learn, right? People talk about past life regressions. Like it's, it goes pretty far, Yep. but you got to start somewhere. And so most people start with the physical body and they stay with the physical body. They never go beyond that. And I feel like if we're relating this back to biohacking, that is the best biohack. The best biohack is having the framework of understanding how our being, how this thing, this, this is a meat suit. This is a meat suit holding our energetic and spiritual bodies. Mm-hmm. And it is downloaded into the physical form. So when the physical form is having issues and it's not being solved by physical things, we need to go beyond that. It's nice. It's nice to have like this holistic um, <clears throat> viewpoint of the human biology. And because most of the doctors or physical practitioners, they're stuck into the physical body. And this is why a lot of people, they get so many issues and they're not able to solve it. There are ancient cultures who have been talking about similar things. Like according to the yogic traditions, we say that um, there is something called the Ananda Mayakosha, or let's say, let's start from the beginning. So at the very bottom, there is Annamaya Kosha, Mano Maya Kosha, Prana Maya Kosha, Ananda Maya Kosha, and Vigyan Maya Kosha, translating to our food body, our because everything that we collect from this planet, like we're even even I think of it this way our time on this planet is super limited, right? And the the thing is, we're only grabbing whatever, all of us are is an accumulation of whatever has been grown up in the planet. So a lot of the things, they become topsoiled and they become foods and then we eat it. And then we don't have super long lives because plastic lives longer than us. We are, <laughs> that's more, we're more biodegradable. Than plastic. So, yeah, so, so our time on this planet is less. So, Everything that we are, it depends on what kind of food we eat, and that becomes the human body. Then comes the mental body, which is Manomaya Kosha, which means that, you know, like you said, sometimes this, this is the physical, then there is mental, and this mental has emotional stuff. Then we take it a step further and we have the prana or the energetic body. And then we have the eternal body, and then we have the bliss body. So the yogic traditions and like some of the other traditions have been very clear. And now it's nice to see that science is actually tapping into this and looking at this. Um, also, also, I like this downward causation model. Tell us what is soul contract? Yeah, soul contract. So there are certain beliefs outside of religion and more into spirituality that you know we we have a soul. And that soul has a contract that it is here to fulfill. And that soul picks your parents based on what they know of your parents and the lessons that your soul will learn through your life experience on this planet. And so some some of us are old souls. Some of us are newer souls. I'm sure we know someone who has like an older energy, even though they're physically younger, for example. I feel like you and I are a little bit in that category. I think so as well. <laughs> you know, so we it, 
we seemingly learn things very quickly in our life. You know, you're 32. Yes. Yeah, I'll be 31 this year. Uh, very similar in a lot of ways. And so we've learned a lot of things very early in our life. Um, seemingly that some people learn by the time they're in their late 40s or early 50s. Um, and I've had my own traumas. I'm sure you've had your own traumas. Mm -hmm. And those seemingly happened earlier or had a greater effect on us than other people. And I believe that our souls had a choice in that to some degree, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, why are we here doing what we're doing, right? It seems like you and I are both living through our soul contract or our soul mission to educate and help people in a way to live healthier, live longer, live more vital lives. Um, and why else, why, why else do we have this incessant need or drive to do that? Yep. I also think that uh, before we come onto this planet, maybe some of us, our souls are hanging around up there and then we choose the adventure that we want to go to. <laughs> and we're like, okay, let's get into this body. Let's get into yeah. this adventure. And um, surprisingly enough, it's, I've been a part of a lot of ceremonies and I've been a part of a lot of like plant medicines. And um, I don't talk about this much, but one of the plant medicine journeys that I've had, I've had this... Um, um can't remember the right word for it but uh, basically i was in touch with some other beings and these beings were telling me that uh, 98% of everything that happens on this planet doesn't happen by coincidence and it's like we knew for thousands of years that you're going to be here and i'm like whoa that's cool and that gives a lot of people hope as well because a lot of us are living life through the lens of you know, frustration and disappointment and disbelief. And this then causes a lot of stress, right? You had stress in your early childhood. I had stress in my early childhood. And, um, you know, you were, I mean, you're lucky enough to kind of understand and now you're making other people's life easy. But also what happens is most of the times we're just pushing it. We just keep pushing it, like with our physical bodies, with our mental bodies, with the stress, with our emotional bodies. And there is a very thin line between sanity and insanity and most of us push ourselves towards insanity and then we come back we push ourselves and then we come back and then all of the mental health or like this mental health dilemma that's happening is just us pushing ourselves towards the line of insanity and not coming back so you know when we even tell people like hey i'm really mad at you and you cannot be mad at someone. You can just be yourself and, you know, you're just, you're just mad. So um, it's really interesting that now we're looking at other forms of therapies or other, um, we're looking at it from a different vantage point so we can see things more clearly. So if someone is listening to this show and they have, maybe they have some gut issues, maybe they're not feeling great. Now we, there are some statistics that say in, that one in four people in 2050 will have some sort of a mental mental issue one in four people and 2050 isn't far i feel like that's a low stat to be honest really I, I feel like one in four people already have things going on wow it's 2023 at least where i am canada and the states it's like everybody's got anxiety or depression or like some mental health something you know so what do you if if you meet someone younger maybe like your younger self and they they're going through some mental um we wouldn't call it disease but like some difficulty what would be your advice to them yeah i think the key here and i talked about this in my lecture is every symptom 
depression, anxiety, anger, frustration, whatever it is, or gut issues, every symptom is a healing mechanism by the body. Your body has its own vitality. Our soul has this consciousness and we are here to live and thrive. And when we constantly make the wrong decisions, food, lifestyle, relationships, so on and so forth, those patterns repeat, which create insanity, as you mentioned. Um, side note to that, I feel like because our current society is so devoid of elder wisdom, you know, mm -hmm. you went on some trips and you've learned of this like elder wisdom. And in modern society, we don't really have that, at least not in North America. Yeah, we just push elders to shut up we, and not say anything. Them, we yeah. drug them and we put them in a home or like we push them to the side. Yeah. So without that elder wisdom, there isn't these previous generations teaching us when where the line of insanity is and how to come back, mm -hmm. you know? So what do we do now? We reach into that line of insanity and then we just use medication mm -hmm. to keep doing the same thing that got us there. And so of course there's no recoil because we're just drinking or medicating or um, excessive into exercise or plastic surgery or whatever it is to deal with that. So to go back, if we're, if I'm speaking to someone younger than me, you know, I really want to teach them that what is happening to you right now is your body trying to tell you something is wrong and you need to listen. And by listening, you got to listen to the whispers of the body before they turn into screams. <laughs> I like that. Right. People don't do that. Right. We ignore the whispers until they're screaming. And then once it's screaming, you want results now. You want results mm -hmm. right away. It doesn't work like that. How many years did it take you to get there? So, you know, if you're in your younger years, shoot, even if you're in your older years, like first seek help, find someone who you trust in any of the worlds we talked about, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, just find somebody, start somewhere, right? Because if you're trying to do it on your own, you're trying to do all the research. Oh my gosh, I feel like you're just going to go in circles. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because you're doing you're you're doing too much of the hopping around. It's like that fishbowl effect, like you mentioned in the beginning, right? Yeah. You're, if you're a fish, your world is just around that fishbowl, but like it needs an outside perspective that mm -hmm. can come in and see the bigger picture and see, oh, here's what you're doing wrong. But most of the times, when you're in yeah, bullshit, you cannot see it. Right. So find help, find help you trust, find help that you're willing to trust and change with. I think that's the other thing i've had clients before we're like yeah i'll pay you but like you don't trust me enough to like actually take the steps because some people are so rigid and like oh i read this or i know this or like you have to trust the process the other part of it is knowing that if you're working with someone who focuses on just one of those areas that is not the end all be all and we need to um we you need to also start to implore other areas once you get a basic terrain. So if you're at the very bottom, like get to the gym, clean up your food, focus on sleep, do the basics, mm -hmm. right? Once you're there, maybe start to do some meditating or like look at your breathing pattern, right? Do you actually breathe diaphragmatically or are you just a chest breather amping up your nervous system, right? Explain that to the audience for a second. Yeah. So, oh, breath, breath. <laughs> deep breathing that is not something that we do enough right there's a there's a big movement as of recently uh with breath work and you know you can really see it in the spiritual community like prayer is almost an opportunity to breathe right yoga is an opportunity to breathe these are all just opportunities to take a breath and you can have a diaphragmatic rest and digest breath which is like the yogic 
breathing. Like how do you bring your breath down into your belly? Then we have the fight or flight chest breather, right? If you're going to deadlift 300 pounds, right? Are you breathing nice and low? Or are you breathing up in your chest? You're like, like amping mm -hmm. yourself up to do this like heavy lift. Because you have barrel receptors in the chest as well. And that activates that sort of a response. It does. And it actually, it, it works with your blood pressure. Like it just activates that fight or flight go mode adrenaline response. Now, some people are so rooted into fight or flight that they're stuck there, right? I have people on my table and I put their hand on their belly, my hand on top. I'm like, okay, let's just take a deep breath and try to get the belly button to rise and fall. And they struggle. Like they actually don't know how to do it. It's almost like they're like they're spastic trying to get their belly breath there. And that's most people. Most people with neck pain, neck tension, you know, your scalenes are secondary breathing muscles. So the people with chronically tight necks, I'm like, okay, just take a breath for me. And you can see they're just doing this all day. Mm -hmm. No wonder you have a tight neck. Yeah. You're using this all day long. So my favorite type of breathing is called box breathing. Okay. okay. Can you um, tell us what that is? Yeah. yeah. So box breathing, think of, think of literally a box and you can pick a number. It can be three seconds, four seconds, five seconds. And all you're going to do is you're going to inhale for those four seconds. You're going to hold it for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, and then hold it for four seconds. And you just repeat that. And so for my clients that are very much in their head, um, struggle to sleep, anything like that, I'm like, you know, get a water bottle, get something heavy on your belly. If they can't, you know, breathe like that normally, sometimes having weight creates this reflex of like moving it up and down. And I'm like, just breathe. And people will say within a couple minutes, <laughs> they're now sleeping. They're just, how do you get the mind to slow? Because when you're thinking about breathing and counting, it's also hard to think about other stuff. Right, just because your focus is atten is your attention is focused on that action. Um, it's one of my favorites, right? And it's easy, it's cheap, costs no money. Yeah, and um, another side note to the to that is like right before this interview, I was doing an ice bath session, and once I jump into the ice, that is the breath work that I use, um, the box breathing, and also a lot of the um, Navy SEALs and Black Arps they have been advised to use this sort of a breathing on battlefield because sometimes there is a lot of chaos happening and to keep themselves centered in the middle of chaos, like Navy SEALs use these techniques, guys. So I think it can definitely work for all of us who are listening. Mm -hmm. So Jason, today, when you came in, you gave me people who are listening, people who can see this on um, the screen and can see that I'm wearing a sort of a patch, like a sticker on my right temple. And if you, I mean, you guys won't be able to see, Jason has not just one, he can show one, but he, I think he's got like one, two, three, five. four, five, yeah. five different, different patches of these. So what is this, Jason? Yeah, so it's called Amino Neurofrequency. Amino neurofrequency, frequency, ANF. Amino meaning amino acid? Uh, not quite amino acid. Just okay. think of it as more of like a, a frequency medicine. Mm -hmm. And these patches are made of carbon fiber and they're uh, imprinted or embedded with a frequency. And once on your skin, the heat of your skin activates these frequencies and they're generally above certain nerve plexuses. And that information moves its way into the system. And it could be things like glutathione, NAD. And what they do is they activate or deactivate a certain system. So this shoulder in particular I tore this lat partially two years ago. And ever since, it's just been gunky. It's always rolled in. It's kind of pulling in my neck. And yesterday, 
uh, Renata here in town of physio put a bunch of patches on. And within five minutes, I could feel my whole shoulder just like dropping and letting go and draining. How much of this was placebo or how much um, do you think? Okay. Okay. So fair enough. I've known about ANF before. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, mm, you know, yeah, interested, cool, but not like super hyped up about it to the point that it could create a placebo. Okay. Know? She was pushing around in a few areas. She's like, does that hurt? Does that hurt? I'm like, no, not really. Cause like I have enough muscle tissue that like, you know, I, some, you have to push really hard for me. So she's pushing on dense tissue. It doesn't really hurt at all. And I was like, you know, what are you really going to find? Cause I've had a bunch of tissue work done on this area. I've had like, I've had a lot of treatment done on it. And honestly, within like 10 minutes, it was letting go. And ANF frequency is a form of therapy, all medical grade. These are metal grade one medical devices. Like this is not consumer stuff. And people that are unfixable, per se, are seeing results with this kind of technology because it's just frequency medicine. It's working right at the level of the nervous system and it's being delivered through the fascial system. So in the work that I do, you know, we can assess the, the bioterrain, we can assess the meridians, we can do things like functional medicine that look at stool samples, we can have people in the gym, uh, we can do all the labs. What happens when all of those things don't work? What happens when all those things don't work anymore? We needed another technology. I didn't create it. I'm still new to the whole ANF thing, but I've been seeing the results that people are getting with this. Um, the patches on our forehead. How does your brain feel right now? Quite, I'm quite in the zone, but we also did have some bulletproof coffee with MCT oils and I did an ice bath and I completely submerged my head inside okay. so that, you know, the cold, once you, um, once you hit the blood brain barrier, yeah. most of the times, then you get this neural stimulation, which is incredible. But of course, I don't want to think about the placebo side of things, but I do definitely feel much more in the zone. Um, but that could also be because I'm sharing this space with you and, you know, we connect in a different level. So, totally. um, it, it's all, it's all part of the equation, right? But mm -hmm. specifically for the viewers listening, we have gamma brain on, and okay. this is basically like having, I mean, you just drank a bulletproof. I'm drinking a bulletproof. I'm sweating right now. It, it, it's like having 20 coffees. And so these guys, like, this is biohacking. Like, when okay. I talk about the future of biohacking, yep. like this is the future of biohacking and how do we use frequencies to in, invoke change in the body. I mean, you do it, red light, it's yep. a frequency. So does this fall under frequency specific medicine or does it fall under bioenergetics? Uh, this is more frequency specific medicine, but anything in the frequency realm falls under bioenergetics because it's you're working, you're working within the bioenergetics of the body. Okay, cool. So how okay i have this for people who are seeing this this is just a patch and you know it's it's got a it's got a good kind of design hologram on it yeah. how do we how do how does someone embed a frequency on this does it happen through a device does it happen through codes mm. does it happen through a healer like what's the mechanism of actually embedding the frequency that's a very good question and unfortunately not one i can answer okay uh, because that's more the patented Okay. Um, but Mikel, uh, he's based out of Spain and he is the owner, creator, scientist of ANF specifically. I know there's a company in uh in North America called LifeWave. It's mm -hmm. like a similar yep. like, 
uh, frequency medicine company. And I'm not sure how they do it, to be honest. I'm not sure if it's like, you know, imprinted with laser in terms of like shapes or mm -hmm. holograms. Like, I'm not sure on that. Do you have any idea about that? No, I'm not. I'm, I, I would love to find out. And people who are listening, if you guys know, then please um, put it in the show. I mean, just comment on um, the podcast or just get in touch with me or Jason and, you know, enlighten us. Although I know someone who's working with this for a very long time. His name is Dr. Ahmed. He owns a clinic here called Dynasty Clinic. And he's a fan of this. So I'm going to ask him. I think I'm going to have to connect you with Renata. She's mm -hmm. a physio here in, in town that works out of the Adri Clinic. Um, and she teaches ANF here in Dubai. Uh, and I think she can give you more of that information in terms of like the real power of it. You mentioned the meridians yes. a while ago. So meridians is a more Chinese or yeah um, Asian understanding of things. The way we look at things in the Indian culture or the yogic culture is um, we similar to meridians we call something as nadis so these are different sort of um, energetic waves or let's say rivers of energy we've got 7200 on the left hand side 7200 on the right hand side and we call it pingali ida and shushumna the ones on the center yeah. and the chakras normally people say there are only seven chakras yes. right seven main chakras but there are about 112 and every time these nadis cross a certain point, it creates a vortex of energy. And this vortex of energy is chakras. So looking at, and the Eastern philosophies have always known this. You can go to any yoga class and they're always going to be talking about chakras. I want to understand from you, from a science background and from a scientific perspective, how do you look at meridians? How do you measure them? How do you know if the meridians are not sort of flowing into the right direction yeah so you're right everything from from your culture i mean they're all speaking the same thing right they're all speaking the same thing they're really just talking about this energetic body um i feel like seven is a much easier number to work with <laughs> to yeah. be honest um but when it comes to meridians being traditional chinese medicine it essentially speaks about how we have these energy um transducers so to speak these like travel networks of um tubes that you actually can't see so let's take a step back meridians are accepted by the medical system western medical system because they injected radioactive isotopes into where these meridians were supposed to be according to the chinese and what they found is that these radioactive isotopes actually traveled around the body that they could see interesting but, but upon dissection they couldn't find them there's no, like we have arteries, we have veins, we have lymph, but there was no tubes for the meridians. So the only reason it's accepted is because Western medicine's form of assessment validated it. That's the first step. Second step is that these meridians all connect to organs in the body. Now, through the downward causation model, whatever ends up within this meridian downloads energetic information into that like say chakra which then downloads itself into the organ the actual physical organ so i have a machine there's many machines out there in the bioenergetic medicine space mine in particular we use a uh, a copper pipe and a stylus to create a circuit and the machine is measuring the voltage running through the meridian in your hands and your feet so all meridians have endpoints 
Interesting. In the hands and feet. Now, take a step back. The difference between someone being alive and dead is electrical current. Mm -hmm. So if we're not measuring the electrical potential of the body, right, are we really measuring vitality of the body? Like with a voltmeter or a voltage meter. Exactly. That's exactly what we're doing. So when I'm measuring meridians, we can see if they're in a normal range, a stressed range, or a weakened range. Now, normal is where we want to be. Stressed. What stresses out meridians? So let's say you've had a really busy two years and business is booming and da 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 da. You're not sleeping as much. You, I have a three year month, three month old. You know, the adrenals tend to get pushed a little bit harder. So when I test my adrenals, they might show that they're stressed because they're taking on more load than they should be, quote unquote, right? Now, two years turns into five years, turns into 10 years. Now we go from stressed to weakened, right? Think of the thyroid, normal, then it goes hyper, right? And then we know hyper doesn't last very long. And then it goes hypo, right? So there are certain organ systems that have more resilience for how long they can be in a stressed state than others. So when you're in a stressed state, usually it's acute, right? Okay, let's go back to the adrenals. I feel tired. Um, I need more coffee, so on and so forth. If you're a typical me, I'm like, okay, I need more sleep. I need some glandulars, you know, all my biohacking tools, so on and so forth. Now, when you end up in the weakened state, that's when it's like you push on the gas pedal and there's nothing. You know, you got a 25-year-old car and it just doesn't want to go anymore. Mm -hmm. So those are the major differences particularly when I see organ systems in weakened, condi- uh, weakened states, that's where disease is really showing. Now, so like large intestine, I see Crohn's or di- uh, diverticulitis. Like I see these more medical grade conditions because the voltage, the, the energetic field of that meridian is kaput. And it's of course showing up in the, in the organ system. So what we do after that, we have this framework of, okay, what do the meridians look like, right? Now we have this energetic blueprint, so to speak, of what's happening in your body. Once we have that energetic blueprint, now we got to figure out why is that energetic blueprint look like that? I probably had a conversation with you around mental, emotional things, lifestyle things. So I got a general idea, but then, you know, we are an ecosystem. So if we take functional medicine ideologies or philosophies and we bring it into the equation, what's going on in your body? Do we have fungi, parasites, bacterial infections, viral infections, mycoplasmas, um, heavy metals, chemical residues, like what's happening in the body. Now, great, they're in the body. And one idea or philosophy will be like, let's fight those things. Let's like just kill those things. There's parasites, you need a parasite cleanse. That's what all the Western medicine is doing right now. I don't even know about Western, but like the functional, right? Yeah. A lot of them, that's what they think. My brain goes, why is your energetic resonance attracting those parasites? Why is it that when you have five people in a house that's full of mold, only two people have issues and the other three don't? You understand? Yeah, because we've been, I mean, when we talk about bacteria and viruses, our own gut or our own body is a colony of trillions of viruses and bacteria. And instead, I like your your point. Instead of asking this question, okay, let's just go, let's just take an antibiotic or take something to kill everything off. We should be asking that question if for millions of years we're being in harmony with these bacteria and virus, what has happened now that your body is not able to deal with it? Mm-hmm. So we they are around us, they're in the environment. What has happened right now? And you spoke about like the voltage. I have a question for you. How much of this 
do you think is because like you and me right now we've got two we've got like four mics around us we've got a wireless recorder a computer screen wi-fi in and all of this is electricity right so when we have excess of electricity which was never available in the biofield of nature right so this emfs in short i mean we're we're kind of lucky because we have like three emf mitigation <laughs> devices tools. yeah there's a grounding mat right here as well so um so yeah how does emf like affected because again one of the me- primary mechanisms that emf works by is that it acts on voltage gated calcium channels right exactly. and then this is how it disturbs the homeostasis of the cell mm-hmm. making it more prone to some of these diseases so i would like to hear, hear your thoughts on that yeah this goes into the work of dr emoto there's some new people that are doing research on water like we are primarily water water yeah. right from like a biology chemistry i mean some people think live but we're we're made of water yeah now water holds information and we know this from dr emoto's research if you don't know it go look at it because that's yeah. a whole youtube and dr emoto and its effects on water yeah and i mean you can look at emotions on rice fermentation in water and it's all the same thing so we know water holds emotion we know water holds frequency more particularly based on that emotion and anything from a symbol to a drawing to a sound to um, me speaking into it, our, it holds it. Now, this relates to us in terms of our upbringing, how we talk to ourselves, what we listen to, and what's in our environment. Now, we can go from the perspective of, oh my gosh, there's EMF everywhere. I need to live in the woods or live in the desert or live in the mountains where there's none of this. That's, isn't that what you do? Because you live <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> I, did, I did choose to live in the woods, but I moved to the woods part particularly because COVID sucked in Toronto and I was like, I just need to get out of here. I was like, if I'm going to live in the best place in Canada, it's going to be in the mountains. So I did that. Um, But I'm of the philosophy, how do we build up our resilience to be able to tolerate these things? Now, with the world we live in, you can't just go outside and ground all day, every day. Like it just doesn't work. That is the way that you should do it. That is the best way to discharge static electricity and to restructure ourselves. Sunlight, oceans, lakes, earth. Those are the ways to do it. If we can't do that, then we bring in things like harmonizers. We bring EMF shields for our phones and our laptops. We use grounding mats. Those are some of the tools that we need to use to create harmony in the body. Now, with my machine, I can test someone to see if they're sensitive or really hypersensitive. We are all sensitive to EMF. Don't get me wrong. If any of us live in the city and then go camping, we feel amazing, right? You feel amazing. Now, that is not the same as someone who like, you know, they walk into a, a condo and they're like, oh my gosh, I have a headache or like they can't wear Bluetooth headphones. You know, there's like an extra level of sensitivity. So I can test those things. It's called geopathic stress. It could be from EMF. It can be from high voltage power lines. It can be from some sort of like generator. Like some people live in condos and whatnot. They have these mechanical rooms like beside their apartment, things like that. These are all things that can create discoherence within the body. I mean, you want to go down a rabbit hole. Anytime there was some sort of electrical revolution, radio waves, satellites, there was all of a sudden some sort of like flu like thing that came out shortly afterwards. We kind of saw the same thing most recently between Mm -hmm. 5g and COVID and like certain centers within the world that had these big outbreaks that tend to be technological centers um, where these big 5g towers are. So to think conspiracy theory or not to think 
that radiation has no effect on human health is complete BS, in my opinion, and it's valid. Now, going back to the conversation of candida, parasites, heavy metals, everything like that, if we bring it back to the seven chakras, I've tested so many people and just kind of seen this intuitively. When people resonate in the bottom three chakras, fear, shame, and guilt, and self-worth. And survival. And survival, fear. Yeah, yep. fear, survival, mm-hmm. home, income, yep. all, everything down there. When they're in these bottom three, you know, just from an emotional frequency standpoint, they're also going to attract all these bottom dwelling things, candida, fungi, parasites, like it's going to be within the holobiont of the system. So the microbiome is the bacteria of our gut. Holobiont is this like orb of viruses and microbes that we have like around us, right? Some people call, oh, I love your energy. It's really like, I love your bugs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. One and the same thing. And in fact, they've done some research that if you if you leave this room right now and all of us leave this room, there is special technology that they can bring in and they, they could put this here even after two hours and know exactly who was sitting in this room because that's those bugs around that they're trying to like capture. Yeah, the, the, it's our field. It's literally our field that they can find this, right? So when people go through some processes and some work on more of an emotional level and not just a physical level, and get out of those bottom three, get out of the basement and get into their heart chakra, get into love, get into self-love, get into gratitude. That's when you start to see shifts happen with all these things that are in the body because their resonance is changing. Their frequency is changing. The terrain, the bio terrain is changing so much so that these things don't want to be inside of you. They don't even resonate with you right? In the idea of structured water. Why is structured water so good? Because toxins and stuff aren't supposed to be able to thrive in, in structured water versus um, tap water that's in like banded pipes and everything mm-hmm. like that. So the goal is how do we move our frequency and energy up into the heart chakra and above? How do we get into the top three and out of the bottom three? And when I see that happen, all of a sudden, stubborn candida, heavy metal, all of a sudden, these stubborn patterns actually start to change because their frequency has changed. Now, if someone is in a space where they have this stuff in the physical body and they've been meditating or doing a lot of the mental, emotional work or done plant medicines, then that's great because once you start to do the work down here, it doesn't have an energetic root. It's not rooted and it will leave the body very easily. So with my wife, for example, that was her route. She took, she was in plant medicines, a lot of meditation, a lot of like, you know, soul searching work. And when we started working together, kind of around when we started dating at the same time, um, everything that we were working on with her gallbladder and her gut and her hormone issues and her fertility issues, it all started to clear very, very quickly because it didn't have any energetic cords to it. Other people that were in the same position as her, it's much more difficult. It takes much longer because they haven't done any of the other work. All they've done is gone from gut specialist to hormone specialist mm-hmm. to like this 30 day program and that three month program. And like, you know, the whole social Instagram kind of thing. Yep. Okay. That is, that is super interesting. Thanks for sharing that. Now, Jason, apart from being a holistic coach and just a fountain of knowledge, you are also a biohacker and I would be remiss to kind of, and before before we started recording, me and Jason, we were just looking at some of the biohacks that I have over here and we we're just, you know, seeing how uh, how similar we are. So tell me, how does a day in your life go? Tell me about the biohacks. Tell me about the supplements. Just tell me about your regular day so we can get some curiosity and inspiration into the listeners. I want to know your biohacking routine. 
Yeah, so I wake up. Um, Do you wake up at an al- alarm clock? Generally not. Okay. Uh, luckily, I ha- I live in the woods. I have a big, wonderful window on my bedroom. So the sun gets up around like 536. Generally, I tend to wake up pretty normally. I haven't done an alarm clock in I don't know how long, but mm-hmm. thank goodness. So no alarm clocks, like phones on airplane mode. Um, generally, it's not beside my bed. Um, or if it is, it's in like a RFID pouch. Mm-hmm. Um, I wake up, I have some Kangen water, or I pull out my coffee, and then I make my bulletproof coffee. Um, I like to stand either on my front deck or my back deck and get some sun. Just like, you know, five minutes even. Just like sit there, smell the fresh air, uh, get the sunlight in my eyes. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't listened to um, podcasts by Huberman Lab, Huberman Lab on like sunlight in your eyes in relation to like chronobiology, you need to do that. And circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm. Um, blocking out sunlight, sunglasses all the time is not great for your circadian rhythm. And then hormone cycles Mm -hmm. at all right so that's kind of my morning bulletproof coffee my bulletproof coffee i have mct oil ghee um bees pollen i put a myco tox myco 10 product it's a bunch of like immunity mushrooms that i put in there like a Uh, mix of all chaga lion's mane just all the standard um honey and it's like a leader it's like a super shake in the morning like okay. I have that. And then I have my Kangen water with Spectrolyte. So Spectrolyte is ionic trace minerals mm-hmm. from Physica. And again, all of the physical line is designed within like the Fibonacci sequence of the Pythagorean theorem. It's designed Sweet. within nature. It's that same math. Okay, maybe you, you've lost a few people here. <laughs> okay. Can you quickly touch up on the Fibonacci sequence? and the? So it's, it's essentially math equations that nature is based on, mm-hmm. right? So there's these ratios, these golden ratios. If there's ratios like in how the human body is designed, our lungs look like that of like a tree. Like there's certain patterns, a seashell. The they, flowers, exactly, the mountains. It's just on and on and on, right? Like nature follows a certain sequence, uh, sacred geometry, right? It's just, it's math at the end of the day. And it follows a certain math sequence, Pygorean's theorem and the Fibonacci sequence, 1.618. Yeah, we don't need to do that. That People can see that on YouTube. So essentially there's like this golden ratio of like a seashell, right? And you have this like point right in the middle and then everything expands in a spiral out from that. So most products out there They're just like, throw a bunch of things in, here are the measurements, and like, away you go. Now, Dr. Cass, he creates remedies. We call them remedies because it's just, they're that powerful and how they remedy problems. And we have a focal point. You have a focal remedy. And then there's a certain math sequence of the ratios of every other ingredient oscillating, spiraling out from that main point, like a constellation, like a constellate. And so because they're designed in that way, our bodies receive this medicine as if it's nature. And it works more profound than anything else. I can have five methylated B vitamin products on the table. And the one, and, I, and with my machine, I can test, by the way, I can test for the resonance of things. Sweet. So I can like put something on a plate that's connected to the system while I'm testing you to show you which one of these is going to work the best for you. And it's usually... Physica, usually physica, simply because of this, these math sequences and the resonance of nature. And we are nature. So we receive nature the best. I always keep telling people that from the atomic to the cosmic, the universe or the cosmic plan is just the same. 
So instead of always, and this is in another context, but uh, I just remember this now that I always tell people like, instead of looking outside for most of the things, try to go within because what is within you is exactly the same, same structure, which is outside in everything in the entire cosmos. It's just a little bit of more complexity. We so, are stardust. Exactly. That's exactly what we are. We're, everything is just a fractal or a differentiation of everything else. Right. And the more, yeah, exactly right. The more you can go inwards, like everything we've talked about thus far, for the most part, is going within to do that work on our bio field, on our emotional body, on our mental body to change what is happening instead of like looking to take this, that, and the next. Now, some cases when the, uh, for those who don't know, when people are sick, I call their bodies a swamp, right? It's this collection of stagnant energy, this collection of, um, things stuck in the gut, right? The swamp. How, how do you fix a swamp? You get rid of the beaver dam. You get the water flowing. You get things moving. So to do that, we have to do things that move our energy, exercise, blah, 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 all the things we've talked about already. So going back to how my day starts, yep. right? Kangen water, bulletproof, sunlight, um, physical remedies, generally whatever protocol that I happen to be on. The last little bit's primarily been like um, adrenal focused every day. I have minerals in my water always. Like some people go through phases. Every single liter of water I drink is Kangen with Spectrolyte. Always. It's like a non-negotiable. I almost, my body almost doesn't like it if it's like that. When I travel sometimes and I don't have it and I'm drinking bottled water, it's almost like I do water fast. Yeah. Is almost. It, is it flavored? This Spectrolyte? It's not flavored. No. Okay. Um, Funny enough, if you're dehydrated, it will taste salty. Mm -hmm. And if it's if you're not dehydrated, it actually tastes sweet. Okay. So when I've traveled to the Caribbean and whatnot, uh, on day like six or seven, after like a couple of days in the sun, I'm like, Ooh, that's salty. And it's because I'm getting dehydrated. So then you think, oh, I just got to pound more water, mm -hmm. basically. Um, after that, like if we think about going to the my clinic, for example, um, on a random day, I could be in the cold plunge, I could be in the sauna. Um, in our house, actually, we have a sauna. We have a bioathemis mat, so negative ion mat. Um, above that, we have our red light panel, and then we have the brain tap. So very often, Sweet. me and my wife will use that 20 minutes before bed. Our red light's on a 20-minute cycle. So we'll lay on that for 20 minutes, red light, brain tap, and like it's you got it's a struggle to get to bed because you are so relaxed, you just want to sleep right mm -hmm. there. Um and every in given day, like I have another device that's called a Violite. So it's cranium, it's basic photobiomodulation for the cranium um, and PMF. I have an amp coil, uh, which is also PMF. So, and in the clinic, we have a biocharger. You know what a biocharger nice. is? Yes. Yeah. So One I have, of my favorite things. So I have a, basically the biocharger is free for anyone to use when they come into clinic and they're waiting. It's in our waiting area. Mm -hmm. And like I have this health library on our bookshelf. And so people, if they're waiting for an appointment or they're hanging out, like they, they read. So I would, to be honest, I haven't been doing as much lately as I want to, but there was a long time where like I'd wake up in the morning, I have my coffee, I have my remedies, I have my, um, my sunlight and I read for half an hour beside the biocharger. What but, program do you put on the biocharger while you're reading <laughs> or someone who comes in and who's waiting? Generally, I put on like a demo program. Sometimes uh -huh. I put on, there's like a light body program that I'll put on. Don't people uh, get scared? Because that biocharger can be quite intimidating, especially if you have the antenna on. I take the antenna out. Okay, great. Um, only because, <laughs> so for those who don't know, there's like, uh, there's a, a metal rod that you can put in the top and it emits electricity and you can hear 
the electricity. You can see it as well. Well, you see it, but you can hear it. And basically that's the sound therapy action of it, right? You're basically hearing the sound or you're hearing the frequency that is being emitted through like the photonic energy. Like you're seeing and feeling the same thing. And in a clinic, it's loud. It's loud to have that all the time and it gets annoying. So I put it just for demonstration purposes. And for, for people who are listening, imagine this as one of those Avenger movies. Yeah. Like imagine if Star Trek. Yeah. Like if someone had to go steal something from Thor's kingdom and this had like a lot of power, like this, yeah. this is something like this. It literally looks like that. So it's basically, it it's a Tesla coil. It's a Tesla coil with um, noble gases surrounding it and a lightning rod in the top of it. Yeah, and it looks like it's pulling electricity from Thor's hammer. Exactly. <laughs> and so when you sit around it, you can feel the frequency of what's coming out of it. So what, what's, what's the coolest is when I work with my clients um, and say we test their nervous system through the BrainTap HRV, we look at their light body using the GDV camera, gas discharge visualization. Mm -hmm. We look at their blood via live blood analysis. Um, I do a, my background is strength and conditioning, as you know, and, and manual therapy. So I'll do like a postural and biomechanical analysis on them. And then we test their bioterrain. So in the end, it's like, you know, we took all of these assessments and we can be like, okay, here's how you need to be eating to support your microbiome right now. Here are the remedies you need to create coherence within your meridians right now. Here are any detox strategies or lifestyle strategies you need to do. Now I need you to come into the clinic so we can use frequency medicine, the biocharger and the amp coil to go after the viral patterns or the fungal patterns or anything like that. Have you heard of rife frequencies yes. before? So these aren't rife machines, but they work on a similar mm -hmm. framework. Um, and so when we're hitting it from like a nutritional herbal or homeopathic level and you're eating in a way that supports it and you're doing the lifestyle stuff, you know, you're starting to move the system in a direction. And it's through the coaching of our clinic, of our community, of the practitioner to get that client to start to see it is much deeper than taking this and doing that. It, Amazing. It's the coaching of like, how do we move your emotional body up in a direction? And when they get stuck, that's when we run our retreats or we work with, you know, my wife serves plant medicines. We work with individuals to move into a plant medicine space to um, guide them over that bridge that they're stuck with. Interesting. Okay. So you've spoken about your day, probably the afternoon. And then what do you do in the evening? <laughs> in the evening, the evening is the biomat, the biomat red light. Like, like that's my evening. I come home. Um, there's my, my dog. I have 150 pound cane corso. His name oh yeah. Is. You've got to show me the picture. Yeah, I will. Uh, he's 150 pound cane corso. And every day I come home, he doesn't play with his bone all day. As soon as I get home, a bone's in his mouth. He's at the top of the staircase and he's just waiting to say hello. He sticks his hand out to me. And that's my evening greeting every day. Um, Aaron's usually with Ayla somewhere. Like I usually get home kind of around bedtime. So she's mm -hmm. going to bed. Um, and then usually I will like get my evening remedies out, make some food and kind of decompress after my day, um, which is like an hour to an hour and a half. And if I'm being good, I will get on, get on to the, my, my mat and, okay. and relax. There has been, there have been times where not so good. And I kind of just go straight to bed because I'm so tired. Do you have anything else that you do for sleep? Because a lot of people in this part of the world have, um, a, they're sleep deprived. B, they're always struggling. Mm. Any tips for those guys? Now, would you say that is because of 
work or societal pressure or why would like or is all it of it together all of it together yeah, yeah because we also live in a we also live in a city that is more active during the nighttime uh, so there's uh emfs in, right. in my opinion emfs there's a lot of blue light there is a lot of uh work-life balance might be a bit off so people might be bringing in a lot of stress from work so it's a mix of everything and then just thinking about you know being in those lower survival chakras yeah totally so yeah so i would say magnesium is your first bet mm-hmm. like if you aren't taking magnesium you're shooting yourself in the foot if you're trying to get what sleep. kind of magnesium is your favorite my favorite is bio optimizers okay. have you heard of bio optimizers yes. so bio optimizers the mag through yes yeah. so Erin, my wife during pregnancy we we're using some other like magnesium bike listening mm-hmm. and she was getting like restless leg restless leg is low magnesium and bio optimizers magnesium was the only magnesium that really calmed it down so cool. it's definitely really high quality i was taking it myself and really felt a difference i mean they have 10 different chelates of magnesium mm-hmm. like you cannot go wrong with that um and i did their recommended loading phase and i was pleasantly surprised i mean magnesium is a core mineral yep. and, and most cort- of us are missing and it. cortisol depletes it and our soil is so de- deficient in minerals that we're not even getting out of our food anymore so it's a must because our stress is at an all-time high. Our mineral load is at an all-time low. Like it's just a recipe waiting for disaster. You know what's one other thing that magnesium is good for? It's good for blocking EMF. So if you have mm. adequate amount of magnesium in that your I didn't know. yeah, if you have adequate amount of magnesium in your uh, body in yeah. your system, then chances are it is a calcium channel blocker. Yeah. So in the morning, I actually take, uh, there's a company in Canada called ATP, mm-hmm. um, but they create magnesium theronate. Yeah. Actually, Symbiotica just got here and uh, Symbiotica is a company, American company, and they just got to the UAE yeah. and they have a magnesium theronate product. And I take that in the morning. So I'll take magnesium theronate in the morning and then I'll take the bio-optimizers blend throughout the day. So I used oh, to sure. just take it at night. Yeah. I take magnesium breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> just like me <laughs> i take it every single meal because like what am i gonna do take like seven at night like i yeah. just break it up throughout the day yeah once once this podcast is over i'll walk you through my supplement closet and we'll go downstairs and see some things as well and I'll show yeah you. so magnesium is a great one um inositol for people that are really inositol. high stress is great i mean women with pcos it's also great um high quality melatonin most melatonin is garbage mm-hmm. why Oh, synthetically derived for the most part. Mm-hmm. Physica, I've never really been a fan of melatonin. Mm-hmm. Um, and like similar to what, this, what you just described, uh, Physica has a melatonin and I started taking theirs and it's like night and day difference. So having high quality is key. Now we know melatonin is messed up primarily because of our light cycles. So blue light at night, having, I see you got red lights up here. Yeah. So red lights in certain rooms or having a, a lamp, that's a red light. So you can turn off the blue light at night is key. No blue or white light in the house. Mm-hmm. Like all any blue light or white light we had in our house, all our pot lights, I had them changed to yellow. Nice. Like our whole house is yellow, but yeah, at this night, one's yellow. yeah, but at night, like I just, we turn it all off. Like it all gets off or I put everything on dimmers. So everything is like super, super low at night. Um, because we should be around candlelight primarily. My phone, uh, I can show you. Um, my phone is, I have a grayscale option and that's primarily. Okay, so here's the grayscale. We can see it. Uh, but like basically from like a dopamine perspective and at night. So on the accessibility folder on your phone, you can choose filters and you can reduce the white point. So I do both of those at night. 
even during the day, I'll keep my color filter on because when we're looking at our iPhones, it's so vibrant that life seems less vibrant. Yep. And that is a dopamine issue, mm-hmm. right? And now we're just getting this dopamine fix, scrolling, 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 scrolling. So we need to set up our phone where it doesn't create so much dopamine that we want to be on it all the time. So color filters off, reduce white point off. Um, my laptop, I have something called Flux, mm-hmm. which basically yellows the screen at yep. night. Um, it's so similar. <laughs> and then blue light blockers in the evening with the red, the red lens. I don't yep. wear blue light blockers during the day. Um, I'm a big believer that you need all light spectrums. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have a pair of glasses called Tesla Hyperlights, and they don't block any specific frequency of light out. They just structure the light coming into your eyes. So they create coherence. Uh, I'll send sweet. it to you. Yeah, yeah I'll send sweet. it to you. Actually, I think I might have it in my bag. Um, and you get instant difference. Like looking at your laptop, you may be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. You put those on and you can actually feel the muscles of your eyes soften. Mm-hmm. It's quite incredible. So, yeah, that's my night routine. Magnesium and also tall melatonin, um, blue light, ground, like to go outside. I got, I have to, I got to take my dog outside, um, get some fresh air. Uh, yeah, like outside, being outside in the evening and like just trying to relax. And I know it might be harder here in the UAE, yeah. um, but finding a way to ground, I think, is the key. And if you have a difficult time doing that with living in a condo or anything like that, Grounding mats. Mm. Grounding mats, grounding mats, grounding mats. By the way, me and Jason, are our feet are on a grounding mat right now. You guys can't see it on the camera, but basically we've plugged in the grounding mat right into the garden downstairs and we're naturally getting those negative electrons and discharging that electricity. Jason, it has been a fantastic episode fantastic time talking to you i think we can go on for hours and <laughs> <think> hours so. <laughs> but uh, right after this we're jumping in to a biohacking uh, meetup that uh, we have so jason is you, i need you to save some energy because you've got to do a small presentation Perfect. there yeah. but thank you so much for coming on to this show thank you one of my last questions to you is if let's say we had a time machine and we could rewind time and you can go back to your younger self and give yourself one or two pieces of advice, what would that be? I mean, of course, you're going to tell yourself to buy Bitcoin, but apart from that, what else would it <laughs> be? Um, oh, I would probably go back to when. That is a great question. Great question. I'd probably go back to when I was seven. When I was seven, I moved to a new school. And it was primarily a white dominated school or white area. Um, and it's funny because there were, there was a black kid, there was an Indian kid, but they were, they were there the whole time. So I was the new kid with last name Prasad, skinny, brown, and a couple kids picked on me. And that really like ingrained this, like, you're not good enough. You don't fit in like so on and so forth. And I think if I, if I went back and was just like an older brother to like my younger self and like really told him that, you know, everything's going to be okay and like not hold on to that, um, things would have changed. But at the same time, it was that exact path that led me into bodybuilding got here, yeah. and got me here. Because if I didn't get sick, I wouldn't be here. I, I literally would not be sitting with you right now. So mm. I'm eternally grateful for my path. and my soul journey and contract. And I know that Yasmin, you, this event, like I was called here for a reason. And um, 
and I wouldn't change it for the world. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. But I would also like to highlight if someone is going through something like this and, you know, you're listening to this podcast or, you know, someone, your son or your, you know, your brother going through this, then just make sure that you go up to them and be with them and just make sure you let them know that in the grand scheme of things, all of these things don't matter. And you need to sort of not teach them how to be resilient, but also just teach them that like all situations in life where always things are always moving up and down. So this time will pass. And like Jason said, don't hold on to things. Things accumulate, even if there are some things, you know, sometimes when we hold on to things, we know that we're piling up a lot of things, but there are emotions, there are other sorts of energies that we can hold on to, but we cannot see it. So make sure you don't hold on to anything, live life, enjoy life, just be happy, just be smiling and like, you know, just have curiosity. That's it. And uh, Jason, thank you so much for joining us. What is the best way for people to grab you or yeah. grab your attention? Uh, website, jasonprasad.ca. Super easy. Uh, Instagram, jasonprasad.bioenergetics. Cool. We'll um, tag his profile in so you guys can know. And Jason, thank you so much. Once again, this has been a fantastic time. And this is me, CJ, signing out from the Shift for CJ podcast. Everyone have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great month. Have a great lifetime. See you soon. Your time and presence with us through this podcast is highly appreciated. If you want to learn more, then head over to our website, www.shiftwithcj.com.